This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Water returning to California as their record snowpack melts and restores reservoirs is resulting in some renewed water allotments that will benefit many California farms. It'll take the edge off their water crisis. It will not end the water wars, however. In fact, it may well incite another round of battles over water rights as now they have something to fight over once again. Murray Wise Ag Update reported, after multiple years of drought and 0% allegations for agricultural users, it isn't just ski bums that are happy about the level of snowpacks in the Sierras this year. Last month, after the historic rains and snows drenched California over the winter, the Department of Water Resources announced an increase in forecasted state water project deliveries this year, of up to 35% of requested water supplies. Last year, some California farmers got 15% of requested water allotments, which took acres out of production. This year, some farms will get 100% of allocations. Agriculture has been on the shrinking end of the battle over water rights in the southwest U.S. They call it the desert southwest for a reason. Yet that has not stopped the migration of so many people to this region, including snowbirds from the Midwest each winter. Urban use eventually trumps ag use. The Colorado Water Basin is the largest single water source in this region in the last 23 years has been the driest in a century, reducing the natural water flow to 20%. States getting water from the Colorado have a compact over allocations, which is now being renegotiated with the federal government, attempting to mediate. As a general statement, ag will always get less water, urban interest more water, and revised allotments. Peter Zian saw this as important enough to comment on, He says the issue with the compact is that it operates in a priority system, so states that were urbanized when the treaty was signed having priority over states that developed later on. Fast forward today and we have an archaic system that benefits places like California over places like Arizona. So, they will use the reprieve and the drought offered to them to immediately reload for the next battle over water rights sure to come. Farmers everywhere often express surprise that our farms in northwest Iowa can hold up to 11 inches of subsoil moisture in the profile that crops draw on during the growing season. That's why farmland sells for the price that it does here. We have to get enough rain to recharge the soil moisture profile in the off-season so that a drought here is most threatening when that has not happened. Our soil profile here is yet to fully recharge, but rains are now will certainly help. India's population is forecast to reach 1.429 billion people, surpassing China's this year. This happened sooner than expected because China has grossly overcounted its population in recent censuses. The age breakdown of a country's demographics is also very important to economic growth. India's population is much younger, so they are producing more than China's aging demographics. The demographic reversal in China also happened because of China's one-child policy that India doesn't have. China's young, growing population and transition from rural to urbanization were key drivers behind their economic growth spurt. China's deteriorating demographic condition is going to be very negative to future economic growth. The financial burden created by dramatic infusions of leverage in order to sustain this growth will get heavier and heavier for an aging population to carry. Both of these countries deal with environmental consequences as a result of their burgeoning populations. 
China's population is going to decline rapidly starting now. Well, India's will keep growing until about 2070 when they are expected to reach 1.7 billion. India has labor force participation of just 40%, with over 600 million under the age of 25. This is a huge unutilized labor pool that the global supply chain will attempt to tap into. India will have the world's most prolific youthful labor force, supplanting China in that regard. That supports a higher economic growth rate, 6% compared to China's 4%. India's GDP may more than double over the next decade. Will we feed India as we have China? India has been very protectionist about its agriculture, blocking food imports, and was the primary reason that the last round of world trade talks failed. Yet as their population grows, they have to keep them well-fed in order to sustain political stability, just like China. They will open up their egg markets slowly, where they have to, and when multiplied by such a population, even a small increase has a magnified result. India is well behind China in urbanization, but heading in the same direction. Efforts to modernize India's agriculture have so far have been stymied by cultural barriers. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.